suburban eastern Australia, an environment that has, over time, evolved some extraordinarily unique groups of Homo sapiens. Despite the reputation of their homeland, some are remarkably thin-skinned, some seem to have multiple lifespans, a few were once thought to be extinct in the region, others have been observed being sacrificed by their own. But today, we observe a small tribe akin to a group of meerkats that gather together atop a small mound to watch question and discuss the current events of their city, their country, and their world at large. Let's listen keenly and observe this group fondly known as the Iron Fist and the Velvet Glove. Hello dear listener, yes, the Iron Fist and the Velvet Glove podcast, streaming to you live, 7.30pm, 14th of June, Hello out there in the chat room. Say hello if you're there. And um, this is a podcast. We talk about news and politics, sex and religion. I'm Trevor, a.k.a. The Iron Fist. With me, as always, Shay the Subversive. Good evening. And Joe the Tech Guy. Evening all. Joe, you're saying nobody's watching us yet by the yeah. sounds of it. Okay, <laughs> empty chat room. Well, that's all right. It's cold. Oh, no, no, we've got one viewer, it says now. Yeah, I, good. I was looking at the stream count. Okay. We run that intro for the first minute, dear listener, so as to give people time to sort of uh, come across and catch the stream. So, so yeah, uh, news and politics, sex and religion. Um, I was originally going to have an interview, um, but that will be next week, and the interviewee is going to be Kieran O'Reilly. And Kieran is an interesting character. He is basically a professional protester, Um Involved with the Catholic um, Plowshears or something like that. They're like a, a Catholic protest movement. And I think he was involved with attacking American military base aeroplanes with a hammer. And I think he's done time in US jails and he's a friend of Julian Assange. And he lives in Brisbane, just down the road at Mitchelton. And he actually went to the same school as me. Um, it was about three or four years ahead of me at St James's. And I can remember he was a big protester even at high school. He was like in the news and protesting and these are the days of the Bajelke-Peterson government. So there was a lot going on. So anyway, um, he... Nothing to see here. What was that? Nothing to see here. No, exactly. So I was hoping to get him today, but he was busy playing soccer with refugees. So that's the sort of guy <laughs> Kieran is. <laughs> So hopefully Couldn't I'll... Couldn't they afford a ball? What's that? <laughs> said, Couldn't they afford a ball? <laughs> well... They're playing soccer with refugees. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out what's going on there. So that'll be next week, an interview with Kieran O'Reilly, I think. So um, so anyway, um, now, one of the key reasons to have a podcast tonight is to remind you what I didn't remind you last week, which is we're having drinks this Sunday at Felon's Brewery under the Story Bridge at 2 o'clock. So... If you'd like to meet Joe and Shay and myself and also um, Deep Throat, it's going to come along as well, 2 o'clock, Felons Brewery, under the Story Bridge. Just walk around. We'll be there somewhere having a beer and a pizza and fish and chips and whatever. So come along and say hello. And, um, um, and Shay, any reason why people might want to say a special hello to you on Sunday? <laughs> 
Um, because you also be saying kind of see you later. Mm. So yeah, so um sort of a final trigger was a bit of feedback I got last week. Mm. But um it sort of gave me a chance to reflect and even though tonight was a sort of uh, impromptu as well, I did think mm. about what I'd like to say and you know, all the way back in 2019, like I was flying around the countryside um, and we flew into Sydney at the height of the bushfires and I remember opening the back door onto the tarmac in, and just letting people off into this really dense, thick smoke. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling so helpless and so worried about our country. And I started trying to, like, seek out other voices of, like, reason who'd be interested and. In, that's how I came across your podcast is just like you were like the lone voice. Right. A <laughs> reason in Australia who was kind of like talking about these things and paying attention to these things, you know. And, yeah, so um, I guess with COVID and everything, sort of used the podcast as an excuse but also just started really getting into the term of doom scrolling. Mm. Are you familiar with that? We're constantly checking the cases and all the news and yep yeah and i sort of like use that as like oh i'm getting to know all the news and finding out everything so i can bring it to the podcast and then just found that i wasn't really getting like my clear foundational views on stuff mm-hmm. yeah so i'm tired and also really relieved that turns out we aren't the only voices mm-hmm. there was a lot of people are pretty upset with the latest government and the status quo in australia so I just feel like, yeah, I don't have to be everywhere frantically doing everything now. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go to Canada next week and I'm just going to go and live and then, yep. yeah, maybe come back once I've, you know, yep. so just formed a... my concrete immovable views on, you know, key issues. <laughs> I cannot be, I will not be moved. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if it wasn't clear from that, dear listener, Shay's leaving. Um and with a <laughs> and and the door is open, Shay, for you to come back at any at any time. So um, so yeah, uh, even yeah. it doesn't have to be permanently. You know, even if you just uh, think for here and there, you want to pop back in. You're more than welcome to at any time. So um, it's been come back and have a rant. Yeah, so it's been good mm. having you, and I'm glad <laughs> that you've sort of progressed from being a flight attendant with with uh, a desire to now sort of I can see you getting your tentacles into the union movement and and the things you've been involved with there are really good. So one day when you're famous, yes. remember us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I will. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure I'll have little tidbits played back to me if I forget anyway. Mm, yeah. So um, <laughs> We'll be there to embarrass you. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything I know, I learned from Trevor and Joe. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that's that's the news of this episode, dear listener. So once again, felons um, under the Story Bridge, Brisbane, two pm this Sunday, and you can say hello and farewell to Shay if you've never met her before. So um, <laughs> so do that. And interesting, what you were saying, Shay, about sort of doom scrolling and how you've been immersed in news feeds and finding it all a bit too much possibly or mm. just feeling swamped and um, in an un, almost unhealthy way perhaps of yes. time and energy and emotion and all the rest of it. So 
um, because I didn't even know that aspect of what you're going to say, but my sort of topic that I wanted to lead off with tonight was about RSS feeds, so um, which might sort of help in this situation or hinder one or the mm. other. So, um, you know, I, I got into a bit of a discussion with somebody on the weekend. I was down at Coolangatta uh, for the Cooley Rocks Festival. Ever heard of that? It's uh, like a old-time rock and roll-themed festival where they have cars all done up, you know, hot roddy type things and um, people get dressed up in rockabilly stuff and there's Elvis impersonators everywhere and, um, and you know, think happy days and women in those skirts and jukeboxes wow. and guys with leather jackets, jeans, all that sort of stuff. Um, Great, great festival was down there. And anyway, I was talking to a friend who was down there as well at the same time. Got into this discussion about property and um, anyway, sort of became apparent to me that as we're arguing, one of the things I always have to ask people is where are you getting your information? Because what I find when I get into arguments with people is it's not so much that you start with a clean slate and weigh up concepts and ideas and just figure out which one seems the most sensible, most of the time is spent overcoming existing ideas that might be wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> so, um, you know, as I was thinking about this, I, um, I, I had this thought. I reckon it would be easy to teach math to high school students because they don't have a counter-narrative to be overcome. Just give them a logical progression of concepts and say this is how it works and you're not fighting against a prejudice or a pre-existing idea presumably. You just have to start with a clean slate and say this is how this thing works, follow me as I take you through it. But when it comes to a lot of the things we talk about on this podcast – it's not just a matter of here's how it works and let me take you through it. It's before we even get there, let me explain why the pre-existing myths surrounding this idea <laughs> have to be dispatched and then we can get to a clean slate and then we can move onwards, hopefully. Invariably, Why do you we think get... they want to teach RI at schools? Because <laughs> well, people aren't setting their ideas. Yeah, well, that's probably true. Yeah, get them young enough and... Mm -hmm. They'll believe yeah. anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. So, um, so that's what I was thinking about this. So, and invariably, my discussions when I'm having them these days, I say to people, "Where are you getting your information from that you've ended up with this sort of thinking?" And and people are really they're not getting their information from very many places, are they? Like, there's not. I don't think people are seeing a little bit in a social media feed occasionally. And they might occasionally catch the news or something, but people aren't. Um, nobody says to me, oh, I subscribe to the New York Times and I subscribe to um, this, the John Menadue blog, and I've been reading Crikey and I've been, you know, nobody actively has said yet that they have this wide circle of uh, information. So, um, so I, um, I was mucking around with my RSS feed earlier today and I thought this is what people need to th 
think about using. So, Shay, you don't use an RSS feed, do you? No. Right. And, Joe, you do? Work just broke it, but, yes, I did. Right. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, so what it is, dear listener, is where you find um, typically blogs or news sources or YouTube channels or social media sites or um, podcasts or just a range of things that you might come across where you get some information or you think you might like to get some information from, get yourself an RSS um, feed reader and essentially what you do is, is you create your own magazine, if you like, and you just you learn how to subscribe to these blogs and these news sources and they will appear on your dashboard in your RSS uh, feed reader and and you can what it does is it takes it all out of your inbox so rather than having a really cluttered inbox where you've subscribed to a million different newsletters or whatever um takes them all out of there, puts them in one place so you can just do it in your own time when you're saying, right, now I'm going to check the news. And, you know, the headlines are there in a little excerpt and you can quickly flick through 20 crikey articles just based on the headline and the excerpt and go, well, there's one there I'll read later. Tick it and it's there. And so I regularly go through 150 topics that this feed reader brings up and in under five to ten minutes I will just, based on the headline and the excerpt, decide whether I want to read it later or not, put a little star against it and then when I've got the time, read it. So that way you can sort of sort through um, a wide variety of information and um, not have your inbox cluttered and take control of it so that you do it in the time that is appropriate to you. And you can be quite efficient about getting a lot of different information. So um, so the sorts of things that I, dis- I subscribe to or look for in that are things like YouTube subscriptions, um, comedy stuff like The Batuta Advocate and uh, The Chaser and all that. I, I just look at it through my RSS feed reader. Um, things like blogs from Cameron Riley, The Friendly Geordies, uh, Giannis Ferrifakis, Caitlin Johnston, Chris Hedges, Shear Post, Michael West, Friendly Geordies, Kenan Malik, Michael Hudson, Matt Taibbi, uh, Alistair Laurie, uh, Mint Press, a whole bunch of these sort of blogs um, all come up and it's an efficient – and then things like The Guardian or Crikey or um, – news services like that, uh, Independent Australia, you can put in there as well. So I really recommend it as a way of dealing with this information so that you do it in your own time and you do it efficiently and then you can also, you can look at that list and go, you know what, there's a lot of left-wing stuff in there. I really need a bit of the other side as well. So... um, so as you know, dear listener, I subscribe to the Courier Mail and the Australian as well and um, I don't look at that in the feed reader. I'm not even sure I could get it to come up in the feed reader. Maybe I could. Certainly a paid thing like 
crikey, I can get it in there. But um, anyway, so that's um, that's something I would recommend. Look up RSS feed reader, and uh, so RSS, um, according to Wikipedia and allow users to keep track of many different websites in a single news aggregator, which constantly monitors sites for new content, removing the need for the user to manually check them. News aggregators, or RSS readers, uh, can be built into a browser, installed on a desktop computer, or installed on a mobile device. So I've got an app, so if I'm having a coffee somewhere, goofing around, I can go into the app and look at the same list, uh, or if I'm on a desktop, I can do it. Um, and the desktop. So, um, so dear listener, if you decide to jump into the RSS reader scenario, share with me your list. I'm going to put in the show notes the list that I have of places, and if you find a blog or something worthwhile and you reckon it's a good one to add to the list, then send it to me. So, now, if you can't be bothered doing that and it's all too hard then I've got a solution for you. <laughs> and that is, you can just go to the ironfistvelvetglove.com.au and you will see a tab that says Newsfeed. And you can just click on that because you know how I said I go through and I star the ones that I think I'm going to read later? Well, they will appear in that Newsfeed. So as a service to you, dear listener, um, if you trust my judgment <laughs> and you can't be bothered doing everything I've just said, you can just go to that link every day or you know what? There's a thing there where you can put in your email address and you can subscribe to it and every – I think I've got it set up every Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday, three times a week, it'll send you an email and it'll say this is the one that's uh, article that Trevor has, has starred and he's going to – look at and they, you know, they might end up on the podcast they may not but it's just if you're looking for your own Trevor Bell curated list of topics and you can't be bothered doing all that yourself see how that goes hopefully it all works and um, give it a go so Joe you're about to say something I can tell I was going to say if, if if you want a list of what Trevor's probably going to talk about in next week's podcast so you can argue with him yeah Although- here's the list and you can go and do your own research and figure out yeah, where you disagree. That's right. But you know what, dear listener, this podcast is even further curated because all of those start articles, you know, maybe only 10% or 20% actually make it then onto the podcast. So that's, that's, the, um, that's the process that is gone through in order to um, get you the topics that we talk about here. So... So anyway, give that a go. Joe, what do you what with your feed reader, you would have tech stuff as well as news and politics, or what have you got on there? Um, I've got some UK news. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I've got some Twitter feeds pulling in. Mm-hmm. So my reader, um yep. like I said, unfortunately work have just blocked access to iCloud for me and it relies on iCloud to uh run. Mm. So for the last week or so I've been unable to catch up with news. So, um, yeah, uh, my uh, independent Australia, uh, irritations and pearls. Yep. Um, Things like um, the Rationalist Society, for example. Yeah, Rationalist I had, yeah. Yep. Um, um, you could either do their newsletter, like you could, it, 
it allows you to create a fake email address that you can sign up for um, newsletters like that if they're via a newsletter. Um, Twitter feeds you can put in there, Facebook pages, all those sorts of things can be thrown into these aggregators. So a really efficient way of getting through it. And even if it's not for, you know, news, you know, whatever your hobby might be. So my hobby, well, and my business, if you like, is selling art supplies. So I subscribe to a whole bunch of YouTube art channels and other artist information. So whatever you're into, if it's underwater basket weaving or whatever, you can, you know, for your hobbies, it's a good way of grabbing information as well. And you can even show you use keyword searches like you could filter it where you only have articles that refer to Qantas from some source or scour the web and mm. find references to Qantas. So you could do things like that. So so highly recommended. So um, if you've just joined, I, sorry. really liked that there was uh, one called uh, Flipboard. Mm-hmm. on um, iDevices, but it required Google RSS Reader to pull RSS feeds in. Right. Um, and it's that Google Reader went away a while back, mm-hmm. and so now that only has a limited number. It, it has all the main ABC, uh, BBC. I've got Al Jazeera in that, mm. um, and, and it's a little more graphical. It's designed to be a glossy magazine pulling in your favourite yeah. news content. I use one called Inno Reader, I-N-O Reader, and it's got a free version that you can have a look at and then I get a paid one, so it's like five bucks a month or something like that. So have a look at, if you don't know where to start, you could also look at Inno Reader, I-N-O Reader. So, And I think Firefox has got one built in. Okay. Mm, there's lots of them around, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so... So that'd be good. I think people need to, because, you know, let's face it, the mainstream media, very biased. ABC cowed. Um, Guardian does a good job. Crikey does a good job. But a um, uh, whole range of independent blogs are where you need to really expand to. The other thing, of course, is I would say to people, what are you reading? Like all these things, to some extent, are just fast food. Like articles... Thousand words, um, three thousand words. Sorry, Joe. Another. I was going to say another um, good English language one is um, Deutsche Welle, which is the German World Service. There we go. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting to see another country's take on uh, a, a view because you know very often we get news and it's slanted towards a certain audience. Yep. And then you go to a different country. Uh, and and find another country's, you know, just what the the headlines are, and they're looking at a totally different bit of the world, and you're hearing about news stories that you've never heard before. I agree. Yep, yep. So mm. grab stuff from around the world. Al, Al, Al Jazeera is good from that yes. point of view. Yeah, I, um, I'd I'd be a little careful mm. around their coverage of uh, Arab nations. Mm because obviously there's some political bias there, but their coverage of the rest of the world tends to be a little more balanced. Yeah, yep. But and the they've end, got some good documentaries on YouTube as well. Yes, yep. It, it, yeah, so at the end of the day, you know, a lot of articles are on news sources. They're really just a fast food um, 
here's what's happened type of thing. For really good analysis, for proper context, proper history, background, really proper understanding of a topic though, I mean, it's either a book or a long-form podcast that takes a subject and, and, and delves into it over many hours, you know. So, um, you know, you're not, you know, like the housing crisis at the moment with, um, with the explosion in terms of, you know, property values, for example, just it's, it's hard to find posts which will talk about the proper lead-up to the what we're experiencing at the moment. So there'll be some, but, yeah, the other thing is, by all means, look at these articles and look at these blog posts, but books will give full context and full understanding of things and, and you know, some long-form podcasts will as well, I think. So just bear in mind that a lot of articles and blog posts are the fast food, really, not a proper meal. Mm. And it's interesting, the number of, and the popularity of long-form podcasts. I mean, Joe Rogan mm. um, is, a, is a classic example. He became very popular having, you know, two, three-hour conversations with people mm. because people were getting sick of the edited news bites, the, the sound bites that you get on the news, and they go, no, I want to hear more. Mm. Uh, and Joe Rogan, unfortunately, um, is not a good moderator mm. because he he allows idiots on who just talk uninterrupted. But um, yeah, that, that's a good example of there are lots of good. Um, I'm listening to one at the moment called Behind the Bastards, and each week they just take a different person from history who is a bastard. So I'm listening to a six-parter about um, Henry Kissinger. Yep. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't like the podcast's uh, humour. Mm. I, I, I just don't find him funny. But the, inter- the, the the material is interesting and it's a good deep dive into subjects of various figures of history. Yep. Hey, Shay, you've sent in the messages that you're cutting in and out. And can you hear us? Are you okay there? You can, are you? Uh... Yeah, but it's just like, but, 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 but. Okay, so I think yeah. we're coming through clear. I'm still picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, I think we're coming through clear. Yeah. I think it's just it's a- uh, whatever cord you've got plugged in there is not working right for you. So, um, And your, your video is clear. It's not stuttery, so yeah. I don't think it's your internet connection. Yeah, so I think it might be just the way mm-hmm. the cord's plugged into that. All right, uh, what else did I want to say about these things? Um, that was one of the main things. Uh, so if you've just joined the chat... Uh, news is that Shay's leaving us on to uh, have a break from following news and politics and sex and religion and just get away from it all and and take time to form her own views without being mangled into them by myself or j- to a lesser extent by Joe. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, uh, I did have a similar experience to you about the information, though, because mm. you know how you suggested going to John T's thing and talking yeah. about religious instruction. And, right. Yeah, you know, like you you warm people up with, you know, the community focus and climate change and all the things that are, like, obvious to people about why we had a green slide. And then you lead them into secularism and, like, those preconceived notions and 
their prejudice is just not coming up straight away or having this affable conversation. And, yeah, I'd really had that experience of, like, this is going to be a tough one to knock, even though it seems obvious that, you know, you're progressive here, you should be progressive there. And so you went to the, the Greens you went to the, about their view. You went to the Labor Party yeah. with you. Oh, right, okay. And, <laughs> yeah. and you worked the room and you said... And that's precisely my... Yes, and I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite charming in real life. <laughs> so I was... <laughs> and, and when you said, so oh... Surprised. So So let me get this straight. You said to people, oh, look, we need to be, you know, stronger on climate change and we need to be stronger on other things and they were nodding their agreement and then when you said we need to be stronger on secularism, they... <laughs> They said, what? Seriously? (laughs) Not so much, uh, like, clear, clearly, but they just were, like, almost viscerally confronted by that as a suggestion. Right. Whereas they've come around to climate change and a whole range of things, but the idea that we wouldn't have just chaplains roaming around schools or religious instruction, that just seems like, what, what's wrong with that? I love Radical the chappies. still. Yeah. Yeah. Because at, at my school the chappie's a nice guy and the kids love him and he hands out sausages for a gold coin on once a term. That's right. And red frogs and schoolies. That's interesting. Did you manage to speak to yeah. John T or any of the higher-ups and tell them those thoughts as well or are you able to talk about that at all or? Anybody? Well, I actually I sort of used you as a um, as an example. So I said to John T, I was like, you know, one of the things that's coming out for the Labor Party is they might have a they might you know the Liberal Party has a women's problem, the Labor Party has a young people's problem. So mm-hmm. the Greens, are yep, where the young people gravitate. <clears throat> so I I said to her, you know. Of the, say, 50 people in the room, maybe four of us would have been 35 and under. Yep. And that um, the sort of older, more experienced people in the room could potentially lean in on their on their credibility because I joined the Labor Party because someone named Trevor Bell basically told me to. Right. That that's how you make a difference. You agitate. Um, and she was like, oh, Trevor Bell, who's that? I was like, he's the one who sent you that email about religious instruction and being progressive. You should really hear him out. And she was just like, <laughs> walked off to the bar. <laughs> he's, he's the shit stirrer. Good. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. There you go. <laughs> go. I should have followed like, hey, what do you think? Anyway, that's for our next conversation. That's good. That's a good story, Shay. (laughs) One of the many reasons why I'm going to miss you. I mean, you're out there doing it. That's good. Mm. Uh, Yeah. You know, um, like there was a thing on Facebook. Well, Jane Caro wrote an article in the Rationale magazine, I think about, I didn't even read it. I think it was about chaplains. And I, and I think then John Dixon wrote a response which got taken up by the ABC. And so I've just seen, you know, on Facebook that there's a, you know, a hullabaloo about it, you know, 200 comments on his post about it. And um, to be honest, I can't get 
interested in it because the people who matter aren't reading it. The, the jaunty bushes aren't reading it and until you actually get them, these things, that these debates that happen on Facebook and Twitter are just... They achieve nothing, I feel. Like, it's okay for people to get it off their chest and work out their arguments, if you like, but it's, you know, yeah, the actual politicians who could make a decision are not reading it and don't care and need some hot poker up their bum to force them to do something that, yeah, you've got to make it uncomfortable for them so that they have to do something because they just don't want to take these things on. Like, like the ACL. I think mass make maintenance. it uncomfortable, but. Sorry, Jay. Sorry, Jay. I said like the ACL with their mass mailings. Mm-hmm. You're saying it's a good or bad but or so, waste so, of time. No, well, we need to be doing similar. Mm. So, you know, the ACL can organise. Uh, you know, 2,000, 3,000 emails to a politician, mm. we need to be able to do the same, mm. just putting the secular point of view, mm. you know, to become the squeaky wheel. You know, what we need to be doing is what Shay's just done. I think face-to-face, like, okay, Shay, you hit a brick wall there, but you know what? If two or three or four people over the next fortnight mm-hmm. said to Jonty, hey, this is an issue, then I think it might have an effect. So I know uh, Deep Throat, I was talking to Because that's a little tidbit she gave me. She was like, often when I'm trying to gauge whether something is an issue in the community or not, people will ring the office and they'll say this is an issue and I'll say, oh, she'll say to herself, oh, yeah, like one or two phone calls about that. Yep. So it's about, you know, building power with like lots of people are concerned for this. But the other thing is like, it almost seems like it's too big for them. Mm. Well, that's another so thing. Good. Like, make them uncomfortable, but don't make it seem like it's impossible. This is yes. entirely possible. We just take these little bits away, bit by bit. Yes, you got to sell it as an idea. Yes, rather than have I got the biggest fight of your life to offer you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's right. I've got a shit sandwich for you to swallow. <laughs> take a big bite. <laughs> You've got to sell it. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, like, you know, in terms of lobbying, because we don't have professional lobbyists, if if over the next, dear listener, if you're in Jonty Bush's electorate, over the next two to three weeks, don't just ring and make an appointment as a member of her electorate and want a face-to-face and say, I want to see you. You're my member. This is important to me. And... Maybe if you're in another electorate organised with some friends where you basically coordinate to do this over a three- to four-week period at different times, make your own um, lobbying efforts face-to-face, which will have some consequence because all these uh, debates on Facebook and Twitter and whatever, they don't know it, don't want to know about it. Yeah, I think uh, face-to-face. Prior to a state election... I got canvassed at the local station by uh, the local uh, Labour, either MP or candidate, I can't remember what she was. Mm. And I, you know, um, uh, the biggest issue to me is is secularism. It's it's the overreach. It's the, um, 
basically, it, it's a minority of the country who are certainly very religious, uh, and yet they seem to be the very religious uh, dictating their viewpoints to the rest of the country. Mm. Uh, and I, I said, you know, um, over, over half of the population think the opposite. Mm. You know, like, and this was a voluntary assisted dying. This was a religious instruction. Yeah, a number of places where I would say that, you know, a religious instruction, the Queensland parents, freedom of information, sorry, it wasn't Queensland, it was uh, the rash, rationalists, humanists, rationalists, I think, who had the freedom of information, showed that 70% of parents either put nothing down or put something other than Christianity mm. down for religious instruction. Yep. So it shows the majority of parents do not want this. Mm. Mm. And, yeah, the same with voluntary assisted dying. Mm. All right, if you're out there, dear listener, do it as an experiment. Pick up the phone. You might have some other issues that you want to talk to your member about and just see if you can have a face-to-face. It doesn't have to be necessarily a private one-on-one, but you might be saying, where is John T that I can see her at some stage um, and and have a face-to-face? So... See how you go. Let me know if you have some success. Um, I think that's that's uh, what's got to be done. So just a reminder, drinks this Sunday, 2pm at Felons Brewery under the bridge. Say hello and farewell to Shay. Wish her the best. Now, um, I don't do it often enough. I want to thank the patrons. So... Um, let me see. We've had... Uh, starting from the most recent to the oldest patron. Now, if you're listening to this and you think your name should be called and it isn't called, it's probably because your credit card expired (laughs) and uh, Patreon needs you to renew it. So listen carefully. If your name's not here and you think you're a patron of the show, um, check your Patreon account. So anti-you sentiment. Thank you, a new uh, uh, patron. And uh, Tristan came on board. Mark C, thank you. Uh, Cy, uh, Tom, the uh, warehouse guy. Rick, um, Rick O, Greg P, Shannon L, Liam, Don Tuvi, Matt uh, D, Sue, uh, James, Lean, Lean in uh, New South Wales there, James. Branwen, um, Wayne, David Hanby, Virgil, Craig Ball, uh, Shane Ingram, Zambuck, oh, Yam Yam Blue, Zambuck, David Copley, Graham uh, Hannigan, yet another Pinker fan, uh, John Dire Straits, Johnny Darko, Camille, uh, Tom, uh, Paul Waper, Alexander Allen, Matthew Craig S, Glenn Bell, Professor Dr. Dentist, Adam Priest, uh, Murray Waper, Andy Dowling, Captain Doomsday, Peter Gillespie, Gavin S, Daniel Curtin, Dominic DeMassey, Maddock Mann, Roman Kane, Jimmy Spud is back with us. Good on you, Jimmy. Tony Wall, uh, Steve Shinners, Alison, Ayame, Waino, Craig, and Janelle. And people, if you don't like the idea of Patreon, there is a link there. You can do a donation through PayPal. And Matt Man, Mr. T, Paul Evans, Anne, Obrad, Puskarika, Darren, Greg Clark, uh, Dave S from Cairns, Noel Hamilton, and Louise Caruana have done it that way. So thank you very much for that. 
there are some expenses associated with this and it helps. So, uh, so yeah, if you want to help out and, you know, dollar or two per show, much appreciated. Uh, actually got a message from one of the patrons or from one of them. Have you ever, Joe, have you ever heard of 12-foot IO? No. Right. So there's a website, um, the numeral 12ft.io. And okay. what it does is it helps you get behind the paywall of some paywalled blogs and news sites. And the way it was described is that these sites, because they want to be searched by the Google bot for SEO reasons, Mm -hmm. they allow the Google bot to enter and look at the articles. And there's some sort of cache created for that. And this 12foot.io is able to access that hidden cache and you can sometimes read articles. So check that one out. Numeral 12ft.io. Look it up. See if you can. It doesn't work with all of them, but it's worked for the couple that I tried. So, yeah. Interesting um, concept. There's a similar, similar one for science. If you're after um, papers, published papers, I'm just trying to remember the name. Oh, Sci-Hub. Okay. If you Google it, because because um, the big publishing companies don't like it, it regularly gets taken down. Right. But if you Google Sci as in Science Dash Hub. Yeah. And you'll find the latest, uh, and you stick. Th- there's a DOI number, which is the um, unique identifier of a, a scientific paper. Mm-hmm. And quite often, you'll find um, the paper, and you don't have to pay fifty dollars to read it. Right. Okay. Yep. So, um, particularly with academic papers, it's outrageous how the system works. Yep. Where, uh, you know, scientists on public payrolls produce research that we've paid for and mm-hmm. reports and then it gets submitted to journals who then paywall it. And uh, it's the late Robert Maxwell was sort of behind this um, scheme. So there's a real bastardisation of, of how academic articles should be distributed. So, yeah, don't feel bad about whatever you, means you may find in that regard. Um, this isn't going to be a long podcast today. Just a, one article in particular I saw, which was about submarines. And you no, would you have... shocked me. Yeah. You would have heard <laughs> that Peter Dutton came out worried that the new Labor government would <laughs> torpedo the AUKUS nuclear-powered submarine program and how disastrous this would be if that was to happen, according to him. And this is an article by Rex Patrick, and he's the independent senator from Mm, South Australia. Outgoing senator. Yes, who's only got uh, a couple of weeks left and he didn't get uh, brought back in. But he was a submariner. Did you know that? He did. right. I didn't know that. So he's written an article about this, which basically summarises the things I've been saying for the last six years about submarines. 
and that is, um, uh, well, for a start, he adds a little bit here. He says, you know, we've been boasting that the US has only ever shared their nuclear submarine technology with the UK, and that was in 1958. So how special are we that they're going to share their nuclear technology with me? According to Rex Patrick, the truth is that in the late 50s, the US offered nuclear-powered submarines to several other NATO members, including the Dutch, the Italians and the Canadians, and they all ultimately decided not to use it. Uh, Dutton suggests that the diesel-electric submarine is not able to compete against the Chinese in the South China Sea, um, but uh, Japan, South Korea and Singapore uh, all use air-independent propulsion submarines, namely non-nuclear, so they all disagree. And uh, countries in Europe, which are facing the Russians, such as Norway, Sweden, Germany, Spain, Portugal and Italy, they're all using air-independent propelled submarines, not nuclear. Israel is a nuclear-capable state. It doesn't use nuclear submarines. And... Um, so the opposition leader, Dutton, suggests that the diesel-electric submarines need to come up to uh, get some air, so stick a snorkel mast up to recharge their batteries, and this exposes them to detection. Now, this is true, but um, uh, the new submarines can go for up to three weeks without the need to do that. And so... They can go to the same depths as the nuclear-powered ones. And basically, um, they're quieter than the nuclear submarines. So the nuclear submarines have to keep their reactor cooling pumps running and they have large meshing gears. So if you were really worried and you were wanting to hide in the ocean uh, and be very, very quiet you would want to be in a diesel-electric submarine rather than a nuclear one. If, of course, you wanted to go all the way across to the South China Sea and fire off a ballistic missile at China, you might want to be in a nuclear submarine. But if you just want to be hanging around protecting our shores, small diesel-electric would be great. Um, and he says, we're never going to get them anyway because the US have had a terrible... Um, schedule in terms they haven't been producing their nuclear-powered submarines for their own fleet, the thought that they would dip into that and uh, supply them for us is fanciful. So good article there from Rex Patrick um, explaining that the quicker we ditch the nuclear subs and get a bunch of cheap electric ones, the better. And as he says... Um, Conventional boats, including our Collins-class submarines, often defeat nuclear-powered boats in submarine versus submarine exercises. The diesel-electric boats cost significantly less than the nuclear-powered boats. For a comparable price, an enemy commander can face one nuclear-powered submarine conducting an operation in one location or four of the other submarines. So why wouldn't you go for the better ones that are cheaper? It just makes sense. So, so yeah, that was that. Um, what else did I have? Uh, as I said, this could be a quick one today because I was kind of planning on interviewing Kieran, but that'll be for next week. Joe, Shay, any other thoughts before we finish this one up quickly? 
Anything else you want to add? No. Can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yep. So um, call out there, anyone else who wants to join the podcast, maybe not as a permanent uh, panellist, but, you know, let's spread it around, spread the love around. If you're out there and you think you could give you two cents worth and you've got something to say, shoot us a message. We'll have a chat and uh, and and um, and have a talk about it. You might get your chance for fame here on the Iron Fist Velvet Glove <laughs> podcast. So, all right, Shay, is your you microphone? You can become an angry old man. You can indeed. So, Shay, your microphone's still working okay? You look like you're struggling. Is it okay? Um, Shay, well, we're about to say goodbye, Shay, and... It'd be a real shame if your microphone doesn't work on this final goodbye. Are you, no, my headphones are playing up. My internet's kind of slow and my... It's all going. Yeah. Okay. Che, give yeah, your final goodbyes if you could, please, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, she's cutting in and out. So, uh, look. Good night. Okay, there we go. We got a good night from Che. All right, and a good night from Joe. Yeah, it's a good night from him. See you under the bridge, 2 o'clock. Bye for now. Bye. Good night. Cheers, all. Marty quit drinking, found religion for a while. I didn't love that. To be honest, I preferred him before. He had a sense of humour then. Well, dear listener, did you enjoy that episode of the podcast? If you did, I've got a favour to ask. Uh, First up, tell some friends. Let them know about the podcast. You'll be discussing something at some time and you might be repeating something I've said and... When you're talking to your friends, say, hey, I heard this on this podcast and it's worth listening to. And maybe pick an episode that you think's a good one and direct them to it. Like grab their phone and go to their podcast app and search for Iron Fist Velvet Glove and subscribe <laughs> on their behalf on their phone and, uh, and just put the word out. The other thing is you could become a patron and support the show. So if you... Go to our website, you'll see a link to Patreon and there are some different options for subscribing and paying per episode and really the amount that you pay depends on what you get from the podcast. So there's different levels ranging from $1.50 Australian to I think $10 and various ones in between. It's really what do you think it's worth? Is it worth a cup of coffee? Uh, Is it worth... More than that, less than that, whatever you get out of it, because not everybody gets the same. Maybe you don't listen to the whole thing. Maybe you never talk about it with people. Maybe you really couldn't care less half the time whether the podcast is there. It just it'll be different for everybody. So if you get a lot out of the podcast, contribute a bit more. If you don't get much, contribute less. But in any event, you can subscribe there. If you don't like the idea of a regular subscription, the website has a link to a PayPal donation. So you could just do a one-off donation every now and again. So there you go. It'd be good to uh, spread the word, get a few more listeners. And that way, look, if we ended up getting more listeners and more money, we could do maybe a second episode or more special episodes, provide some more content. So it's up to you. If you think it's worthwhile, let people know. Thanks.